1: this is going to be a really fun episode to record because it's been two years since we've had the Wimbledon championships and it feels so right and so great to have it back. And, you know, last year the season wasn't, didn't feel totally complete with only three out of the four majors having been played. And so it's really great to have some tradition and excitement back in the men's game. And joining me today to break it all down is uh, our, my co-host here. Owen, how are you doing today? Owen, are you as excited about the grass as I am?
0: I think I am yeah it feels great to have Wimbledon back and the fact that we didn't have it last year makes predictions really really interesting because some of these players in the past two years have developed into top players and like some of them haven't even played Wimbledon main draws or have only entered once and so that's going to make stuff projections really interesting for a lot of players so yeah looking forward to getting into it
1: yeah totally agree and especially with the you know, shortened grass season as it is already, or I guess shortened time between the French and Wimbledon. That makes things, that just throws another wrench into this whole thing. And so I think these, uh, just breaking down this draw is going to be fascinating.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'll just say this right away. We need more grass because with the season as short as it is, it's already becoming a, a very new surface. Um, and I think that's only going to become more present um mm-hmm. if this keeps up.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the only way we can really, you know, make our picks and kind of back it up is through previous Wimbledon, Wimbledon results, previous, you know, grass court experience, really. And also just knowing what we know about these players on other, you know, similar type of services without the grass, at least that's how I'm kind of going about it.
0: Yeah, that's sort of what I'm doing as well. And um, since we're going to start with the men's draw, like when we look at this draw, I think, would you agree that this is one of the weakest ATP major fields we've had in a very long time? Um, like we have a very yeah. we have an overwhelming favorite in Novak Djokovic, but I think the field as a whole is really not that competitive. Like a lot of the top players can't play on grass as well nearly as well as the other surfaces. And we don't really have many yeah. or any grass specialists.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that I mean, definitely Djokovic feels as big of a favorite to me as he he, he was in his, in like 2016, you know, when he won the Australian yeah. Open and and he was trying to become the first guy to hold all four. Um, you know, since labor. but I think, I think generally there's a the storyline heading into this has to be that Djokovic is trying to tie the record for most majors, and he's also going for the Golden Slam and Career Slam and Olympics on the cards as well. But I think, yeah, and I think absolutely he's like an overwhelming favorite, and I do think he's got a even favorable section when we break it down out of the four. We'll, we'll get more into it, but I think, uh, you know, he'll really like his section of the draw um, past a certain point. But I think also it'll be interesting to see kind of who will be emerge out of the second tier because there's no really clear-cut second favorite in my opinion it kind of goes Djokovic and then the rest of the field now that being said um there is a lot of pressure and expectations on on Novak as well and also this is you know um he should be able to carry this wave almost into uh into Wimbledon this form that rich vein form that he had and playing the doubles as well but I think it'll be kind of interesting to see like who is he going to play in the second week uh you know to get there
0: yeah, I totally agree, and something interesting about this is when you have an overwhelming favorite, at the same time, it's sort of an opportunity for everything, for everyone else, because all you need is for one person to lose, and then everyone else is on a much more level playing field. Like, let's say Djokovic yeah. loses in the fourth round, then all of a sudden, like, Matteo Berrettini could win a major, like, before Foss, before Medvedev. Um, yeah. And, like, those two would probably have a hand on the table as well. So, um, so yeah, I think... he does have a lot of pressure he is trying to tie the record um and while if he holds up physically and mentally I think this should be a pretty comfortable major for him um there are people who could threaten him in the draw so yeah yeah
1: Yeah. and uh, you know you don't win without playing the matches first so I guess it's still gonna be compelling and let's just start with Djokovic's section so if we go through his quarter right here Mm -hmm. I think most mostly what stands out is some of the names here that you know has his potential third fourth round quarterfinals opponents but before that i think i'm actually pretty excited about his first round match because i think it's up against a uh you know exciting young brit and um you know regardless of whether it's going to be a good test for him for him or not i think it'll be uh it'll, it'll be it'll be exciting to see draper go out for his first uh, wimbledon main draw because I, I was actually at wimbledon in 2018 when i watched him play the boys singles final and uh you know, he hasn't quite lived up to the hype since then, but he's had some great results uh, in Queens winning a couple of matches and he took out center. So it should be interesting.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I actually haven't seen Draper play yet. So I'm looking forward to this first rounder as sort of like a measuring stick for him because mm-hmm. there's no better person to see how well you match up against against Jokovic than Djokovic. Um, he's the best player in the world. He's got the most well-rounded game in the world and um i think like across the board he's the most difficult matchup because there's like nothing to attack so it's going to be a very very stark picture of what draper can do against a top player
1: Uh, yeah so yeah yeah,
0: i I think that's going to be an exciting one and and, it's going to be the biggest match of his life for sure probably
1: yeah and novak actually doesn't know too much about him either because i read some quotes saying that he's uh that he actually practiced with Yannick Center and he asked him a couple of questions just to get some I saw more, that too.
0: I some saw more information
1: on, uh, on Draper and his game, but he's, he's wary of the test. He knows, uh, this guy is, mm-hmm. this guy is good on grass. So at least, yeah. um, yeah, it, it's, it, I can't get, guarantee that it promises to be a compelling and exciting match, but I think it'll, you know, it's, it's definitely good to kick things off right away at 5 PM on, um, or 1 PM is when the main draw, uh, they have this tradition that Monday 1pm the defending champion on the gentleman's side opens, uh, opens up the field. So <laughs> we'll be looking, we'll be looking forward to that. But then if we look ahead, I think we have, um, you know, Kevin Anderson in the second round that could yeah. get a little bit, um, you know, Kevin Anderson is not the same player that he was in 20, 2018, just to be no, clear about he's that. Not. He's had a lot of injuries since then. And it's, you know, really tough to know what kind what kind of Anderson will show up. And I don't think he quite has the same lethal serve anymore that he used to, but, you know, you know, we'll see. It's still like in 2015, they played each other and was a close five-setter. So, yeah, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, based on nothing suggests to me that Kevin Anderson is going to be too difficult of an opponent right now for Djokovic.
0: No, um, and I don't think he will be, but something that's interesting is these two played the final here three years ago. And it's just, it just shows like how big of an impact injuries have and how fast time passes in tennis, because now like they might, they're slated to play in the second round and they might not even play there. Um, yeah like we saw um, Murray and Federer were playing like on the practice court and they were playing a practice set. And I was thinking that both of them, the chances of both of them winning the event are pretty remote, Um, more remote for Andy Murray, but like they played the final nine years ago, they played the semi six years ago. Uh, And yeah, time passes so quickly.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But, But I mean, yeah, even though Anderson isn't what he was, um, I'm sure he can still have good days. He's got a qualifier in the first round. So, um, so if he can get to that second round with Djokovic, then who knows, maybe he can get hot and, um, get to a tie break or, um, maybe steal a set.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, and then we've got some other floaters around here in this section. we won't go too much in depth, but you know, we've got Diego Schwartzman, you know, more Mm -hmm. of a, more of a guy on clay and hard courts and, uh, you know his his serve doesn't reward him that many free points that being said he did play a competitive third round match against Berrettini in 2019 so something to watch out for he opens up against Pair, but I, there's no way you can convince me that he's a threat for Djokovic at least no, and then you know we go, we go down and you know we have Yannick Sinner as, as well here in here and Fabio Fanini and you know Monfis, who's just not been on a good run you know since the pandemic started and grass is his least favorite surface right. same with garin these seem to be more like clay court players to me yeah so i think it's going to be uh it's jokovic will have a pretty comfy third and fourth round once he gets there for sure because one of these players that i just mentioned is going to play him in the you know third fourth quarterfinals uh, quarterfinal stage i guess rublev um you know rublev is a guy who i think can actually hold seed in this tournament i think he can get I to the quarters. So Um, You know, he was a little unlucky to draw Jan-Leonard Stroof in the first round of of Roland Garros, and I think his game is more suited to grass uh, than I had had actually realized. I watched him play a little bit in Halle, and he's got a big first serve. His slice serve works well. He's got more options than his first strike tennis off the forehand, and he can, against most players, that's going to be about enough. Now, when Mm -hmm. when he hits Djokovic, I don't think he quite has the variety and more dimensions in his game to really bother Djokovic, but it'll be interesting. They've never played before, but I think... uh,
0: Yeah, and I think think getting there could be a great goal for Rublev, um, because he's been to major quarterfinals a few times. He's had tough opponents every time, and he's actually yet to get a set at that stage. And if he gets Djokovic, that will probably continue. But I think regardless, it's a good thing to aim for. Um, Because Mm -hmm. like like you said, his game does suit the grass pretty well. His return uh, is good, which puts him above a couple of his top 10 peers in that respect, like Tsitsipas and Berrettini. And his Mm -hmm. game is well-rounded. so. So yeah, I think it would be a disappointment for him if he lost early, and he should be uh, sort of raring to go after that early loss at Roland Garros. So I, I hope to see him sort of rebound and make a deep run here.
1: Yeah, so I I think uh, some part of, if we talk about first round popcorn matches in this section, other than Djokovic and Draper, you know, there's not too many that really stick out to me. Maybe Fuksovich versus Sinner could be interesting. Oh, but I think I mean,
0: that's definitely going to be one yeah. because um, I think Sinner is really going to struggle on grass, to be honest, because yeah. I, I've written a couple of things about how his serve just doesn't give him enough. And he'll have days where he'll win like 55% of his first serve points, which is just nowhere near enough on any surface. And yeah. uh, on grass, the numbers are going to be higher, but Fuksovic is an opponent who won't give you a lot for free. And that's going to be a first round where Sinner is going to have to be at her, or near his best very quickly. And look, I think the rest of his game is great. Like he can return. His ground game is good. And so um, so those things should help him do well. But if he doesn't serve well, I think he's going to be in a world of trouble. I think um, Kudla yeah. and Davidovich Fokina could be okay. It's nice to see Davidovich Fokina as a seed after his good run at Roland Garros. You just hope the body holds up. Um, yeah. Schwarzman and Pear could be popcorny, I guess. Um, a couple yeah. of good backhands. Um, but yeah, in this section, I think that's about it.
1: Yeah, I would, I would agree. I mean, coming through in this section, I definitely have Djokovic getting to the quarters. What a shock, you know?
0: Uh-huh. And
1: uh, on the other half, I mean, you know, for me, the Sinner-Fuksovich match will be kind of a good measure to see where Sinner is at, especially the serve that you mentioned, because I was looking at some tennis uh, abstract data and actually some interesting stat that I found is um, Sinner is 32nd on tour for most service games won, which is not great, by the way. Right. So, you know, given, given the... The, given that he's been playing you know top 15 level this year but on return games one he's 11 he's 11th on tour so yeah. um you know that sounds about right when you look at his game right now he doesn't get enough off of his first serve and i think that's going to uh be, be a struggle for him on grass at, at yeah this exactly point right like
0: those numbers just show you how far his serve lags behind his return because yeah. like you said he is playing at a top 15 level and the serve everyone says is the most important shot so if that's like um like 15 spots below or 10 spots below your actual ranking um that's a really important thing to fix and, yeah. and it i i have faith that he will do it because um i mean since it's most players or a lot of players favorite shot or most damaging shot i feel like relative to other things it could be easier to practice and i i'm sure he and his team know what the problem is so I, it'll just yeah. take time but i think he will get there eventually
1: yeah, I agree with that. Um, but uh, yeah, who do you think will get to the quarters in that section? Do you think? Um, do you have any first? Do you have any seeds going out like uh, your upsets uh, for this
0: draw? It's it's tough to see Feast doing well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm looking at that 13 next to his name, and it just seems so high. Yeah, um, like high meaning low, like close to one. Um, I don't think it's going to last for too long, unfortunately. Um, I think. I could yeah. see Fonini going out early. Um,
1: yeah, I could see, and that and, well.
0: and I could see Schwartzman going out early as well. So, like like you, I have Djokovic coming through the section with few difficulties. And I honestly don't think a lot of the other seeds are that secure. Um, I think Rublev yeah. would be the most secure until the quarterfinals, but that's not saying that much.
1: Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. The one guy that I do have going out early, and this is could be something to do with injuries as well as fatigue and you know, a long grueling clay court season is actually Davidovich Fokina. I think Yeah. Dennis Kudla is a good player on grass and, you know, by good, I mean like he's good enough to win two or three matches every time. Mm-hmm. And he's had some good, some good runs, very good experience in challenger level plays a lot of grass court tennis. So I, I have him taking out Fokina in the first round and I have Djokovic playing him in the third round, Um okay. but I don't have. uh Yeah. And then, and then after that, like everything else. um Yeah. I mean, Schwartzman, and Sinner in that section, like another guy who could be dangerous. I, I don't know if he's really a threat anymore because he hasn't been in great form, but de- generally he likes the grass as Yuri Vesely. Hmm. So I think he could he could maybe do some damage if he's if he gets through his first match, then maybe. But yeah, I mean, uh, this section for me might be chalky. Like I would have to go with Rublev and Djokovic.
0: Yeah, I, I would too. And then I think Djokovic would win that one on straights.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I think we yeah. So we have both have Djokovic in the semis then, and we go on to the next quarter. All right. Uh, uh, this is the quarter of Stefano Tsitsipas. Uh, now Stefano Tsitsipas, obviously coming off that great uh, clay court season that he had, very tiring. hasn't played many uh, hasn't played any matches on grass in the mm-hmm. last two years, like most of his peers. He's eight and seven on the surface uh, lifetime you know he's made the fourth round in 2018 and then last year he had didn't really play his best and wasn't his, and obviously the, we we talked about his struggle on the return of serve
0: yep. as
1: well as uh, on his backhand doesn't really have a great slice yet um but there's other elements of his game that we'll just have to see whether it'll be enough to counteract uh, those weaknesses right wouldn't you agree with the serve and the forehand and the way yep. he kind of can open up the court and he likes to volley i'd say he's one of the best volleyers definitely right now so definitely um, yeah, um,
0: yeah. And I, I think in light of all of that, it's a shame that his return is probably going to let him down so much because the rest of his game uh, does seem like the makeup of a great grass court player. And uh, I will say right away, I um, in the past, I've underestimated Poss. I've really come around on him on um, clay and most hard courts. Yep. And a lot of people are projecting that he's going to go deep here. Some are even calling him the second or third favorite. And I have to say, I think that is really, really risky. Um, I think yeah. he could totally go out early here. And that's not to say that he can't do well, but the fact that his return has been such a weakness that he hasn't played on grass in a while and that his lifetime record on grass is that average. Um, like I could totally see a lot of players beating him. Um like, even in 2018, when he made the fourth round of Wimbledon, he lost to Isner in straight sets, and I think I think he had one break point in the entire match and didn't take it. And, like, on a surface like this, if he plays an Isner or an Opelka, who is in his quarter, or a Medvedev, I think they're just going to be such bad matchups for him compared to what they were on clay. So, again, I'm not saying he can't do well, and it's not like I have anyone in particular in mind that I think will take him out. It's more just that... I think it would be more of a surprise if he made it past the quarters than if he lost before them.
1: Yeah, um, I could, de- I definitely could see that. Especially big servers early um, against him is are quite dangerous. And you know, there's there's also other players. You know, if you can, yeah, just get him. in. it's also the movement and the defense off the backhand and stuff like that. That yep. you know we just haven't seen yet. And and obviously that run that he had. So I'm I'm going to keep my eye out and and uh, see kind of you know, uh, how he's able to move, especially on this, mm-hmm. uh, on the surface and how he recovers emotionally more than physically from the, uh, from the Roland Garros campaign. But if we just look at his draw, I mean, he places Francis Tiafo in the first round. That's going to be a fun, exciting first round yeah. popcorn match because, yeah, you know, Tiafo just won a challenger and he's been challenger on grass, I believe, against Kudla in the final. And he's had more experience than even Stefanos has in his career, which is crazy to say because mm-hmm. Stefanos is the third seed. But, um yeah. I mean, so you could have Tiafo next and then possibly Pospisil, you know, that he's a good grass. Yeah. I would, a lot uh, of power. I, you know, those two first round matches are not easy, even though none of them serve really that big. Um mm-hmm. I guess, you know, Pospisil will play more first strike tennis. He might rush the back end a little bit. He yeah. might come in and take his chances, but over three out of five sets, I would still, you know, I'm not confident about it, but I would still pick But Yeah. Um,
0: I, I would agree with that, but I also think that if he has to play a lot of tie breaks or long matches early on, that could just sort of contribute to how mm. draining his Roland Garros campaign was. I mean, I hope he's recovered physically, and if he has, then he should be fine, because he's one of the fittest players on tour, I think. But Roland Garros and the clay season in general had to be exhausting. I mean, he suffered two really close losses to Djokovic, one to Nadal, and he played so much tennis, ending with back-to-back five-setters at Roland Garros. So... I think if Tiafo takes him to four or five close sets and then the same happens with Pospisil, I could see like Hotchinov taking him out maybe. And um, Mm -hmm. that'd be the third round. I see. Yeah. Uh... So yeah, now that I'm looking at his draw, it's starting to seem like a little bit of a minefield, but Mm -hmm. all that said, if he plays his best, I think he will make it out of the section.
1: Yeah. This is going to be the section that's so hard to predict for me because I, I don't see any one clear favorite. These matchups are pretty even in this section to be, um,
0: yeah. you know,
1: you know, on grass because you also have RBA down at the bottom who made a Wimbledon semifinal and all of his best right. results come on stickers, you know, faster, low bouncing surfaces where he likes to take the ball early and he hits very, very flat, so that
0: favors him. Yeah, but but um, he's got a tough first a rounder plan. with Millman, and then you have like a yeah. huge server in Riley Opelka in the middle. And you have Demonor who just won a tournament on grass. And yeah, yes. I, I honestly don't think there's a clear favorite in this section. I think even me saying TC Foss is the favorite in the section would be a stretch for me. So I'm right. I'm having a tough time predicting. Yeah. It.
1: This is the this is the section where there's going to be chaos. So I'm just going to yeah, go ahead and so, make yeah. some make some picks, and then I think we'll differ, and it'll be it'll be interesting, or hopefully we differ. Well, <laughs> if yeah. we start going chalk again, but uh, but like I guess um, for me, like right away, I th- I see trouble for hatchnov early against mackenzie mcdonald he's yep. qualified he's played three matches just won a five setter from two sets of love down in the third round of qualities he he's like the grass he's done made fourth round here before and he has the kind of game that could rush Hatchnov who needs a little bit more time on this that's than what the surface gives so you know I, I could see at least if not trouble then maybe an upset so i'm gonna I actually I, w- I will i will take mackenzie to upset uh hatchnov in the first round okay um and then and apart from the other upsets uh, I, I mean i guess the way this is panning out in the way when I'm filling out this draw sheet, you know, um, you know, Dennis Chapovalov is another guy who is searching for a big major result for a while now, right. Apart from the U S open quarterfinals uh, he hasn't made a second week, like in a, in a long, long time since 2017, when he made the U S open after that Canada run, but on grass. Yeah. His, he has kind of more issues than even Tsitsipas does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah he doesn't quite have a consistent block return and he his elongated ground strokes. The, you know, they can, they work well when they're, when he has a lot of time and he, then it can either go two ways. And then just mentally, I don't know if he's quite ready, you know, in best of five, just to string it all together yet. But the way this is shaping out, you know, you know, maybe he likes his draw because coach Kreiber is tricky in the first round. He is, he is tricky, but, you know he's crafty. He's a veteran. He surprised everyone when he took out Karatsev at second round, and everybody was like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. I didn't see that." But I guess, uh, yeah. So once he gets past that, I mean,
0: and geez, air, air Bear could be tough in yeah. the second round. I, I could see him beating Shapo, and I could see that too. But and, um, and yeah, it, it's it's a bit of a shame because like Shapo can be a great player, but. Compared to the other top players, top ten players, I think his game is just so incomplete. Like I'm sort of shuddering thinking of what his backhand returns are going to look like against good servers, uh, and so it, it would be great yeah. if he could make it through a few rounds. But it will not be a surprise to me at all if he doesn't make the second or third round.
1: Yeah, I think he has he, he has tools in his game. He has all the tools. It's just a matter of piecing it all together yeah. and coming up with a formula to you know to win these matches, a reliable one that he can go to in pressure moments. And I think that's the that's where that indecision and uh, you know, lack of clarity of the kind of player that he wants to be is gonna hurt him a lot on grass where instincts and first strike tennis and you know, t- just small margins and tie breaks and stuff like that. So that'll be interesting to see. But then you also have Andy Murray, who's um, you know, co- who's coming back here after four years. He hasn't played this yeah. since 2017. And, you know, he played a couple of matches in Queens and he gets a Bazila in the first round. And B- Bazila is a big hitter, somebody who you would think would yeah, I guess he's pretty even on all surfaces, but th- that's a tricky first round match. But I—that's one where I could see Andy's experience. Maybe the trouble is just physically. I just don't know how he'll be. Yeah. But I think if the game is firing and he's so comfortable on on grass with the way he his movement um, will be less, his deficiencies in his movement since his return will be less um amplified on the grass than it would be on the other surfaces, but this comfort yeah. level especially. So I could see him actually winning a couple of matches here. And then he's got, you know, a friendlier round with Oscar Ote and Arthur Vindernick. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe I could see a dream run being a third round for Murray in this tournament.
0: Yeah. And and like we said about Chapeau, um, I think he, he could be totally liable to go out early. And I think um yeah. all the other players, including Chapo, in that section of the draw are beatable. So I think Murray could even make a fourth round in theory. Um, yeah. But at, at the same time, I just don't know how he's feeling physically. I, I mean, he's a two-time former champion. Um, he's beaten Djokovic uh, in a Wimbledon final, which is amazing. Um, he's pushed Federer. Uh, like there's no doubt that his game if it's on is um, on grass is better than all of these players. The problem is um, I just don't know how many sets his legs and his hip and every other body part of his have in them. So Mm -hmm. um, so it's really tough to predict because I could see him making a fourth round and I could also see him going out on the first day. So I I guess I'll split the difference and say he goes out in the second or third round. Mm
1: Yeah. So either he loses his next match after the bazirashvili or he yeah that's or, or the one after Bazirvili.
0: that yeah um yeah I mean, with and... chapeau
1: it's it's tough because uh you know coach scriber tra- crafty veteran like if you can get through that yeah it's it's just yeah. i can't predict any of these with any faith so i've just i know at yeah. some point you just have to you just have to just you just have to guess shot. yeah
0: I, I mean to be honest i actually think cool schreiber is a pretty good first round opponent for shapo just by virtue of the fact that he doesn't have any massive weapons so mm-hmm. uh shapo should get a little more time than he might get against an opelka um yeah. but at the same time i don't have any faith in shapo on grass so
1: yes that's uh, the, so, that's so who is coming
0: too. through this section and and i think that uh batiste agout who i feel like i can usually trust um hasn't had a good year and has a tough first round opponent. Yeah. So I feel like Millman could beat him. And yeah, I, I have no idea who to pick. Um,
1: that's interesting. Yeah, I have him going through Millman just because he has a 5-0 and zero record against him. And those matches are pretty tight, but I think I think Millman hasn't been in great form.
0: But if we look true. at...
1: Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, and then Opelka is very dangerous in that third round. If, if he can get there, um, yeah. assuming he gets past Kofor, who's not that easy
0: either. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's I, just I was about there's to so say, many... I, even... I'm going to say Opelka makes the fourth round.
1: That's a good pick. Uh yeah, that's that's a good one. I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that Chapeau beats Murray in the third round. I'm not okay. I'm not confident about it, but I but I'm not confident about anything in this section. So I will say that we could see a eh, Opelka RBA could really go either way, but I think Opelka he has that it factor that if it goes to a tie break, he has the serve and he has the he, he has the big win over Vavrinka in 2019, right? Um in the yeah. second round, yeah, eight,
0: eight six in the fifth, I think. Great, yeah. match. and
1: and RBA is getting a little bit older, and his slam results haven't been great uh, as of late. His last best slam result was here two mm-hmm. years ago. So and yeah, I mean Popelka, yeah, the low bounce might be tricky for him, but you know, you know we say that about big servers all the time, and then eventually they have one big run like Isner had in twenty eighteen when he made the semis, even though this Isner this actually hasn't been a great tournament for Isner, yeah, um, apart from that run, but. Uh, I'll also go with that. I'll say Opelka and Chapo play a fourth round match. Okay. I'll say Chapo gets to the quarters and he will face. Hmm. Uh, the, another first round match that pops up to me is like Evans and Lopez. That'll be.
0: Uh, I was just kind of... looking at that. I feel like one of them could go deep.
1: Yeah, I feel like one of those could go deep. But in, ter- in terms of that, I think we've already hit on all the popcorn matches. I would say, yeah, I would just say uh, Sitsi Pass. Oh, uh, Demonor and Corda is also in the section. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, now the thing is, Demonor just won a title. He beat Sonigo and he won the Eastbourne tournament, which yeah. was a great match. Corda
0: seems uh, like much more of a grass court player, though.
1: Yeah, and Corda seems like much more of a grass court player. Exactly, with the compact strokes, people yeah. compare him to so Birdish all the time, and I think I think the Birdish comparison is a good one because I think he I has agree. he has the potential to maybe have a career like Birdish's or even exceeded with the era that's uh, you know coming up with the big three going out. But I would say that. Um, yeah, he he definitely has a shot because um, Diminor might be tired from this week and he's played a lot, of, a lot of long matches and he could capitalize. And generally, I don't really like players to go that far the week before a major and then try and win five sets the the next day. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I would go with a, I'm going to go with an upset alert. I'm going to say Korda takes out Dimonor. Okay. I'm going to say we get a Corda. Um. Corda, I think, can get to the fourth round here. I think he has a good draw after that. The draw really opens up for whoever gets out yeah. of Divinor and Korda. So I will say Corda gets through. He gets to the fourth round. I will say we have Sitsipas and Korda in the fourth round, which were denied okay. at the French Open.
0: <laughs> right, yeah.
1: Um, and then I would say Chapeau and Opelka for the other fourth round. I have Chapeau and Sitsipas in the quarters.
0: All right. Battle of the two best returners on tour. <laughs> yeah, with the
1: one-handed backhands, and Chapo actually has a three-one edge over Sitsipas. and his leftiness and his uh, his return, return of serve, the way he can, the way Chapo opens it up with the wide serve on the tee, um, uh, the wide serve both down the tee, the wide serve on the ad side, the slider out wide. My bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that serve is pretty effective against
0: Stefanos if you can. Yeah, yeah, that, that wide serve know. to the one-hander would be so deadly.
1: Yeah, and it, this would be kind of a you know, a nervy match for both. They would really want to take yeah. advantage of this opportunity to put, to face Djokovic in the, in the, in the um semis. But the yeah. thing is chapeau and his big point play it's hit or miss. It's
0: iffy. Yeah.
1: It's iffy. And so, yeah, I, I and look, I really don't want to go chalk because I think, I think yeah. this is one, this is one area where it's not like the French open where you, there's a lot of margin
0: mm-hmm.
1: in these matches there on clay, but.
0: I am not gonna go chalk, so don't worry. Uh, I will do whatever.
1: I will go with Chapo to make the semis. Oh my god. Okay. okay. Wow. Okay, I will, it, I will this go feels bold.
0: bolder than Medvedev making the quarters at Roland Garros. Wow.
1: It really does. But but if you think about it, other than I mean, other than I mean, like, it, like, if he just, puts it together, the there way... are not
0: a lot of players who
1: could yeah, and, match and his just,
0: peak, maybe. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's
1: just, just the way the whole thing is planning out and with these upsets, it's just that it's seeming favorable each time I think of him. Yeah. And and yeah, yeah, and Stefanos, yeah, I don't know how he will handle that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I have more faith in the big moments that he can handle it better because of oh, all no the flexing experience and all the and he's he's ticked off all the milestones much more than Dennis has.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But in that matchup, yeah, I I just don't know. It's a little bit like Gasky and Vabrinka, you know. Like <laughs> we all we all thought that Vobrinka was gonna come through.
0: Right. Remember? Yeah. The and battle of Gascay, the backhands yeah, that's and right. Gaske
1: just surprised us and it's just yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I'll, I'll go I'll go for that. This is Wimbledon you uh, know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation, they said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on
0: LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash spoken today. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. look, I, I would love <laughs> to see that match up, but I don't think either of them is making the quarters. Um and look, I would love to see Foss there, to be honest. I think all surface players are great for the game. But I think back to the Roland Garros final, where in the last three sets on clay, Foss did not have a break point. And I just think if he runs into someone who has a good serving day, um, or if he's fatigued mentally or physically, it's going to be a short tournament for him. So I, point, I think point, he goes out well to someone. Sorry. Point
1: well taken. Point well taken. Yeah. Now, now you have to tell me, who does he go out to?
0: Oh, no. Um, see, I have <laughs> no idea because I, I'm going to say Opelka makes the quarters on the bottom section,
1: nice.
0: but f- from yeah. the top of this quarter, I have absolutely no idea who the quarterfinalist is going to be because I don't think it'll be TT Foss. But then it's like, who fills that slot? Um, I was honestly considering saying Evans or Lopez, which scares me. Um, <sighs> yeah, Evans is
1: man, Evans yeah, to get you to know, i is
0: interesting. Yeah. I'm going to say Pospisil.
1: Pospisil gets to get to the quarters. Yeah, he's made a quarters before in 2015.
0: Okay, I, that could, makes me feel a bit better. Of I didn't remember that.
1: So you think uh, Pospisil will take out Stefanos in the second round then?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then... um, I could, see, I could see that. Okay, and then I'll say Opelka beats Pospisil, um, and then Djokovic beats him in like three tie breaks in the quarters or something, in the semis, or like um, six okay. four, six four, six four, or something like that.
1: All right, so we're both going kind of bold. You have Opelka in the semis, I have Chapo in the semis.
0: Yeah. I, I feel better about my pick to be honest. I I okay. uh, and Roland Garros, I knew I was going out on a limb with team making the final, but I feel better now.
1: Yeah. I don't so maybe we'll just switch rules. Yeah, no, I
0: okay. mean who knows? I I mean I'm bragging a bit early, so we'll see. Um okay, yeah. and then onto the bottom half of the draw, which
1: Yeah, yeah. we look at the yeah. next quarter, which is the fourth seats varus quarter, right? Um yeah, and we have um, Berrettini in that yes. section too. Yeah. Um so with this section, I guess, yeah, you know, um, like popcorn matches that stand out. Um Umber and curios is the one for me.
0: Um yeah.
1: bear and curios and then Nakashima and Fritz. So yeah. uh, for me Nakashima and Fritz personally is a very interesting match just because I have connections with both the players. Right. Kind of. So I'm from San Diego, they're both from San Diego, and uh, um, you know, Fritz and Nakashima both went to rival high schools of mine. And mm-hmm. so I have a lot of mutual friends that played on the tennis team while they were on the tennis teams. I, I have um, friends who are texting me saying, "Like, wow, did you see this? They're playing in the first round. That's he's awesome. Gonna, he's going to win." And it's it's a, honestly a miracle that Fritz recovered so quickly from his knee meniscus surgery that he just suffered. It like is, yeah. I
0: think he was out on the practice court ten days after uh, he went yeah. under the knife, which is unreal. And I hope yeah. that it holds up. And also, huge credit for to him for making an effort to get out that quickly.
1: Yeah, and then and then you have. Um, you know, Nakashima who qualified and is in his second main draw of a major and grass kind of seems to be a surface where he, where he can use his backhand down the line really well. He has a good spot serve. He doesn't have any huge weapons, but he's, mm-hmm. he moves the court around the ball well and he's crafty and he comes to the net and he likes to be aggressive and take time away through that, which you can't really do on clay and other surf- and sore hardcore. So, and, and that be co- in combination with Fritz, um, you know, not, not having played on grass and kind of maybe don't know where he's at physically with the injury. Mm -hmm. Um, I could see an upset there. I could see Brandon taking out Fritz.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I I think that's definitely possible. I haven't seen much of Nakashima, but um, (laughs) I think especially if Fritz is struggling physically um, based on what I've heard some people say about him, he could get through that one. And yeah, yeah, those two popcorn matches are right next to each other. huh? (laughs) I mean, like yeah. going in different directions in the in the brackets but on the mm-hmm. on the numbers yeah um yeah, yeah, th- this this half is headlined by Berrettini at the very top yes um and he's been getting a lot of talk uh, ahead of this Wimbledon i think deservedly um he's done some good things on grass uh, his game i think he's like the closest thing to a grass specialist that we might have on at the top of the ATP right now um which still isn't saying much because he just did really well on clay as well and he's made a semi-final on uh at the u.s open but i mean the serve the slice um the big forehand huge forehand um all seem well suited to grass i think it's just a matter of how his return is going to hold up if he can return well he will be a force and he can yeah. potentially make a final i think but I think it's a slightly less extreme version of what Chapo and Tsitsipas are going to have to deal with just by virtue of the fact that Perattini is a two-hander, which is yeah. going to make his return a bit more secure. Um, so yeah, I think if he can keep that return in the court consistently, get a few deep ones in, he's going to be really tough to take down. So I have him making a quarter at least.
1: Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, you have all kind of all the players who are doing well on grass recently, with Umbera and Felix and Berrettini all in this section. Yeah. And then you have wild cards like Isner. I I worry about the Isner match with uh Berrettini in the third round.
0: That will be really interesting if that happens. If Bertini can get through that, I think he'll make it through another round or two, but he could definitely yeah. go down there.
1: Because is it reliable? Is he a reliable enough returner right now to break John Isner consistently in yeah. sets? I don't know. I don't think so. So yeah, that's where that's where I um that's where it's gonna come down to such fine margins and then could get to a fifth set and then you know tiebreaker at twelve <laughs> all. She's yeah. like, who knows? Um, But I I would say I would still back Berrettini.
0: Um, I I would too. Yeah. I mean, I think physically, uh, Isner might struggle more. Um, Yeah. He seems like he's sort of on his way out, like on the back nine of his career, I guess. Sure. And um, and he's got to get through two rounds first. And I have more faith in Berrettini to get to the third round than I do in Isner. But I mean, he gave T. C. Posse a fright at the French Open, so he could definitely do the same to Berrettini here, where his serve is going to get even more power.
1: Now, the the only question mark for me, well, two wild cards in this section. One is uh, Kyrios against Umber. I'm fairly confident Umber will get through Kyrios in the first round.
0: I am too. Yeah, um,
1: yeah I, I, you never know with, with Nick, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But he's not played tennis in a year and a half, literally. Yeah. So, like, yeah, so would,
0: nothing suggests that. It would be playing. somehow surprising and unsurprising at the same time if he won. Um, I mean, it, it does feel like. Umber could totally trash him, and it also feels like Nick could make it through a few rounds. Um, yeah. It's tough to predict. He likes it's the grass. To so. yeah.
1: It's kind of interesting because they played each other in the second round of the Australian Open, and umber had a match point or something to win that in four sets. Oh,
0: that's right. And then and Kyrgios, Kyrgios came back in one, didn't he?
1: Came back in one, he had like a basing, backhand passing shot cross-court, which was actually a great shot, and then he played that match against team. But then Umberra since then was not the same player until Halle. <laughs> right, and then in Halle is where he strung it together, and he won five really impressive wins. You know against Verev and Korda, and you know so many good players and in the, the final. Ozealya
0: seemed as well, right?
1: Yeah. and then Rublev in the final
0: too. Yeah, so that, that's and, impressive.
1: And against in the first round, he survived a big scare against Query and he came back from the set down there. So, yeah, he he that was a very impressive run. I have to say in Halle. And he, his game suits the grass perfectly. The way he ha- the way he able to redirect shots because he had he has basically no backswing on his shots, yeah. so that suits the grass perfectly. It reminds me kind of a, like a Jules Muller without the slice backhand.
0: Mm. Um, Muller you know, played a great match at Wimbledon uh, four years ago. Remember that,
1: of course, and and of course, yeah, he took out he took out Nadal like yeah, know, fifth 15, set, 15, in a 13. Fifth. yeah. So so I mean he has some of those same type of qualities, like with the big, with this, the, he picks his spots really well on the serve. He has, he has this game. That's just tailor made for grass. Like the way he yeah. can just knife these shots. They stay so low. He takes it really early, really flat. And uh, yeah, very good, deadly off the boat, both the wings, even without a big backswing. So mm. he can make up for the underpoweredness that he would feel on the yeah. other surfaces. So, but, but for, for him, the thing is that against Berrettini, uh, I would back Berrettini. Now the question, now the thing is, uh, Zverev is in the other section and, uh, and Zverev has three kind of comfy first rounds. Like, it's, yeah, I was just
0: looking at his draw. It's annoyingly good. It's annoyingly
1: good. Right. And so uh, that, that's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah. And, and, and so for him, it's like, yeah, if he's serving very well and he's playing first strike tennis, then he's going to be like a much more complete player, but then
0: yeah. he also
1: has a tendency to get really passive, but he doesn't have any, you know, these opponents in the early rounds don't really worry me for him.
0: Like, exactly. I, I really hate to say him? it, but if he plays well, he'll make the quarterfinals.
1: He will. And the thing is that against Umber, that is a match that I might, I, I might've actually picked Umber to win. Yeah. But I think, think that's that that the one
0: that he could lose, I think.
1: Yeah. But I think that Berrettini against Umber is a better matchup for Berrettini. And then the the thing is that, so whoever comes out of the Umber Berrettini match will probably face Zverev in the quarters. Right. And so I think that in that match. Um,
0: well, I think Umber is in uh Zverev's eighth of the draw and not Baratini's.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 you're right, yeah, good correction, yeah. yeah. So Umber would play Zverev, right? Right, in and,
0: and, and I think the fourth round, and then oh, the okay, of that yeah, could, so that one, yeah,
1: that one would go either way because in that match, I would pick uh, yeah, that, that one, that one will be a close match, like whoever comes out of that might be a big like so in order for Berrettini to make the semis if Umber beats Zverev then I like Berrettini mm-hmm. but if Zverev beats Umber then I like Zverev to get to the semis uh, okay. yeah that's 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 the way i would see it got because, it yeah
0: um, i mean i'm i'm not sure how much of this is influenced by bias but i feel like Berrettini would beat Zverev on grass
1: yeah i think i think he could now, the only thing is that his return Zverev is a better returner than Berrettini is.
0: He is, yeah. And that's, yeah. But, and that, that's um, where... Um, but Berrettini, once the serve goes in, has much, much more power. So, I think...
1: Yeah, I could see a situation where Zverev is, you know, just really, really passive and Berrettini is just dictating play. Yeah,
0: in that case, Berrettini and, could blow him off the court. Yeah,
1: I'm... And it could happen because... Um, like on clay, you know, Zverev can't rely on his defense and you know yeah. other tools to get him back in the rallies, and he can't just rely on consistency. baratini might just play really, really good first strike tennis, and he he would be super deserving of that semifinal, no doubt about yeah.
0: it. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to say Umber could make the quarterfinals, but I think it's important that we not sort of overrate him in best of five because while he did win yeah. a title on grass, winning like twelve sets um in a week is a different animal. Um, yeah. so I think. I think he can make the fourth round, but I don't really see him going farther than that.
1: Yeah. So here's my predictions. In the fourth round, I have Beretini playing Aslan Karatsev.
0: Okay. So Aslan
1: Karatsev is a guy who is going to be a wild card here too, because he played like one match at Queens and he didn't look very comfortable against Nori and he kind of injured himself gotcha. in that second set. But um, like the way he plays, like he's such a good returner, right? I like he takes the ball really early. He takes time away. He he, uh, he likes to absorb pace and he can, He can overpower his opponents, Um, but I think more players are starting to figure him out uh, as the season has gone along, and his results haven't been as spectacular as of late. But that being said, you know, um, yeah, he might he might still he's formidable enough, and his last best results came on all the fast courts, so you know that would suggest that it would not shock me if he made the fourth round. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Yeah, um, wouldn't shock me either. Um, I like he definitely has the game to do it
1: nishikori is in that section as well i forgot about
0: that he is yeah and he made a quarterfinal wow. in 2019 it's like we know he can play on grass and i think i mean Popperin is a tough first rounder but i think after that his draw it doesn't get much easier actually <laughs> uh, being unseated yeah. hurts him here uh rude is there um yeah. so yeah um I, yeah. I think i'm gonna predict that overall in this section barrettini is gonna uh make the semifinal. Okay. um i think he'll yep. be zverev um yeah, okay. And and I think those two will just take out all the seeds um, that they end up playing.
1: Yeah. That's a good, that's a good prediction. Yeah. I have, um, yeah, I have, like I said, Karatz have Berrettini and then I have Berrettini getting to the quarters. And then I have, uh, uh, I really, I really, really I'm tempted to pick Umber to just like upset Zverev in the fourth round. Like that's a match that is really like almost 50, 50 for me. I know they, they played mm-hmm. in Hala and Umber won. But it's just that I cannot, uh, like you said, I can't put that much stock in best of three and best best of five. Unfortunately, the trend is that Zverev has been going deep in every major and he's starting to figure out how to. But he gets limited once he plays the best players in the world. And so if that trend holds up, he would lose to Berrettini. He would be 0 for 11 against top 10 players. And I just think at some point he will, as much as I don't like to say it, I think he will break through and get that first win. And I think uh, Berrettini is more of a favorable matchup for him than than would be like playing Medvedev and Team and all the other guys. Okay. And I, well, I, I, I very I hope much hope you're wrong. I very, very, very much hope I'm wrong too. But uh, yeah. just I mean, because I, I have I, already gone I think the good balls. news
0: is that if um, if you are right, I think whoever, well, not whoever, but I think if, say, Medvedev makes the other semi, he would definitely take out Zverev.
1: Yeah, I don't have Zverev getting past the semis. Like, the, like that's where it completely ends, I yep. would say. So I have, um, yeah, I have Zverev uh, getting to the semis.
0: Okay. That wasn't already. All right, well, let's move on. <laughs> but, yeah. um, this um, <laughs> th- this bottom quarter of the draw, I think, is really, really interesting. And yes. if you look at the players on the top and the bottom, I think that could make for a really, really interesting quarterfinal. It's Roger Federer, an eight-time champion, and Daniil Medvedev, number two player in the world. Mm-hmm. Um And the more I look at this, the more I actually think that this could happen. It looks like more of the dangers are in Medvedev's section. And he's the player I have more faith in physically. I think he's the more um, informed player. So I feel like he could deal with those. And I think Federer's eighth of the draw is actually very comfortable. Uh, He has Manarino in the first round, who some people are saying is a tough draw, but I don't really see it. I think Manarino has declined. um, And it's Federer on grass. And then second round, Gasquet or Sugita. I don't see um Federer having trouble with either of them. I think there's Mori who's been playing well, but yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I agree with you on on uh Manorino and Gasquet. I think those are matchups that he's comfortable in that even when that those players are it's kind of like his first round at the French Open for me, like against Istomin. Exactly, yeah. it's kind of like, Oh, okay, you've been here before, yeah, I know how to beat you. Yeah, that kind of thing. Exactly. And you know, he has the He has a comfortable record against Manorino, and Manorino is grass is his best surface, and he's an uncomfortable player to play against. But I think Mm -hmm. Federer is not going to be bothered by that. Like he's he doesn't quite have the firepower. I feel like players right now who have the firepower off both wings and can really like you know attack Federer's serve and like make him play on the back foot, those are the kind of players I worry more about with Roger Mm -hmm. at this point in his career, like with his you know speed like not quite being what it used to be at yeah, this after those I, I think least.
0: also like grinders could have some success against him if he starts right. missing first serves um right
1: players like for like at the yeah, exactly open, that kind of that kind of thing
0: but yeah like i'm looking at the seeds in his section and i'm like is Cranial booster really going to take him out on grass i just don't see it and then well
1: i have Koranio booster losing to sam query in the first yeah,
0: round yeah yeah so. but but like even query like federer yeah. knows how to deal with big servers although his return could be an issue and like yeah, Nori, so. i think is on um is definitely on the rise, but is he yeah. on the rise enough that I would pick him to beat Federer at Wimbledon? Definitely not.
1: No, I would not pick him. That would be more like a cup for a match scenario for me, where I would yeah. I, I could see Federer getting drawn into a match he doesn't want to get drawn into. Yeah, and that maybe it would be tough for him to physically recover next. I, I I don't have faith that Nori will be able to pull off an upset even against this version of Roger. Yeah, a, I don't either. A more diminished version than 2019, if that's not mm-hmm. already. If, I think we both know that, but yeah. Um. Yeah. And then, yeah, like the leftiness and it being, it, it, you know, it being on grass would help Federico win a lot more free points, at least with the serve, the, even if the speed slows down a little bit, at least he might find a spot, you know, in a five set, three, five set match. I don't expect anything like a set that he played against Felix or Gerald Yassim in the third set against Halle. I think that was just a rare, rare performance Yeah, uh, from his from his side. Mentally, he said he, he kind of gave up. So I, I wouldn't see that. I wouldn't yeah, that's expect not going that to happen
0: at Wimbledon. Yeah. yeah,
1: I don't think that will happen here. Yeah,
0: and so like I can't really believe I'm saying this, but I think Federer will make the quarters with this draw.
1: Yeah, I have I have him getting to the quarters as well. I have him playing against Query in the uh fourth round. Um,
0: okay. now
1: query query could also lose to Sonigo. That could that might happen too. I could yeah. see that. But I, I think whoever it is, Query or Sonigo, I think Federer will will be comfortable enough to get past yeah. Nori and one of those two.
0: Yeah, I, so I think that, the point yeah, is that this draw is easy enough such that it's on Federer's racket, whether he makes the quarterfinals, there's no one in here who can sort of blast him off the court on their day. Yeah. Um, Like this is grass, this is Wimbledon. And even though it's been a decade since he really dominated here, spent more than that, um, he's still good enough on grass that if he plays well, he should be able to win four matches in a row.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I guess the other Medvedev section is fascinating because that section has a lot of threats. Um, Yeah. Early on, you know, now Medvedev, I must say, just won his 11th title this week and he looked great in the whole week. I yeah. mean, just firing on all cylinders, loving the low bounce of the surface, played an excellent match today against Query and just blew him off the court in an hour, Um, which was, you know, I guess he was the favorite. So it was expected, but it was uh, comprehensive.
0: It and was. he, yeah. yeah.
1: And after Kareny Busta, after he lost that first set, he was fine and he, he played great. And so... Yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll see like his best result was a third round in 2018 and 2019,
0: but I mean, he's gotten a lot better since then and he's just won a title on grass. Yeah. Um, but I, I, mean, he, I feel
1: so bad for Struff, you know, because every time he
0: keeps it's, getting it's so rough. Like, yeah. seated
1: players, and I feel bad for the players that have to face him because it's like, uh, you know, like again, we're seeing Struff playing against. I, I know Struf. it's like it uh, feels
0: like by now he should be seated like twenty fifth at every major or something, but it's yeah, yeah. it's just not happening. He's yeah. always
1: in that like thirty three to forty section. Of the I know, so he yeah. Just, like just missed out on getting seated. Yeah, it's,
0: I, I mean on on Medvedev, I think. It's really, really tough to project how he's going to do here. I, well, th- that's not true. I think it's really tough how he how to project how he's going to do after the quarterfinals, because I think he will make the quarterfinals. I think the thing with too. Medvedev is that he looks so good against players who can't trouble him, and that is why I don't p- put any stock in his win over Query, because Query could not trouble him, because Medvedev yeah. returns well and defends well, and Query just didn't have an answer for that. But when Medvedev comes up against tougher players like Tsitsipas at Roland Garros or Djokovic at the Australian Open or team at the U.S. Open, that is when cracks appear in his game. Oh. It just takes an opponent strong enough to make those cracks appear, and I don't think in this quarter anyone is going to be quite good enough to make that happen. I Some people are saying Struff is going to bother Medvedev. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I look at Chilich and Dimitrov and Verdasco and like Musetti and Herkoc, and Medvedev is more consistent than all yeah. of them. He returns well. He's going to be able to get their serves back in play. And their offense isn't consistent enough that he's going to have to, like, do all the running. Um, But then I think after that, like, when he plays Federer or when he plays Berrettini, that's when things are going to get tough. And if he gets to the final with Djokovic, I expect a similar result to the Australian Open final.
1: And I think people are, yeah, I think people are really maybe getting overworried about Struf and even Chilech. Because I think in three out of five sets, I think, like, Medvedev has the tools and he has so much versatility on both his offense and defense game and return game and serve game it's almost Djokovician right and so I just it think is, like yeah. against like uh, like it's one thing for Struff to take him out like straight sets in Halle when it's his first match after you know getting to the quarters of, of the French versus now where he's much more yeah like it's just much more comfortable for him Um, It could be like a
0: green situation in the clay season where like, I didn't, he beat Medvedev in three sets and then when they played in like the third or the fourth round of Roland Garros, Medvedev just waxed him. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then so, but that'll be still an interesting first round match. And then I have, yeah. And then I have Chilich getting to the third round, but Chilich's mental game and his, he's not, firstly, he's not the same player physically that he was in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or yeah, 2017 when he made the final here, he's lost now to Guido Pea and Jao Souza, which mm-hmm. are matches that you know he should never lose, really. But, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I mean, Teloch yeah. is in pretty good form right now. I think he's won some matches on grass. Did he win like a small grass tournament?
1: Yeah, he won in Stuttgart, and he okay, won in, yeah, and he got to the quarters the next week in Queens. So, so no doubt he's been playing better. Like he's been yeah. playing a lot better. Yeah, like
0: I, I think a lot of people have have rightfully been saying he could make a run, but I think this is a tough section of the draw to be yeah. in. I think that's it's hard point, for me yeah. to see him taking down Medvedev. I think he'll get there, but I think he's going to have to really peak enough to throw Medvedev off his game. If he can do that, he can win, but I think it's a big yeah. if.
1: I think it's a big if. I, that has the potential to be a 4-5 or five setter, but I would still pick uh, still pick Medvedev to get through it. Yeah, I, I mean, Alcaraz is in that section. Alcaraz, Paul, first round, that's a kind of a popcorn. Neither player is expected to go far at all, but it's just... Mm. A nice first round and then there's a lot of rounds like that on the men's side and majors especially at Wimbledon now yeah like you have her and
0: her uh, and Musetti would be fun Musetti.
1: Yeah. I don't expect either player to go deep but I but I think as a first it, but round it'll match, still, still be really fun <laughs>
0: yeah yeah it's a good opportunity for her to do well because he really hasn't lived up to his potential at majors yet and um and he did for well six at Wimbledon since, in 2019
1: Oh, for 6 since Miami win by the way so, oh
0: geez it's just yeah, been awful yeah, talk him, about a but... that that press conference has cursed him maybe
1: yeah maybe maybe that was the turning point of, in a in a bad way
0: yeah but, but I mean uh... I think matchup wise Musetti should be okay he can attack the backhand he can serve well um he just needs to be aggressive and not passive
1: yeah I just don't know what's going on with with uh with him I know that Musetti yeah. had to go back and finish his diploma from high school so that's why he didn't play anything on grass
0: which is oh, kind of wow, funny okay <laughs> that that that's a very cool thing to do um like yeah. N- nadal's education ended when like he left all his books on a plane uh and oh, like wow. that was it
1: <laughs> i didn't know that you learn something new every day yeah but but yeah and then you have dimitrov and Verdesko, like do i really i really just don't don't know with either of those players right now yeah so I, I mean it makes me sad that. to
0: be honest because like when i see those names i think back to like glorious australian open semifinals they've taken part yes in. um <laughs> And it's just such a far cry from that right now. Like, um, is, yeah. like neither of them is going to do well. It it could be a fun first round match, yeah, but yeah. I think be. vintage moments will be few and far between.
1: Yeah, definitely. And both have been struggling with injuries and in form. Grigor yep. is hurt, so I don't know yeah, where he's. Fedeco's
0: old. Uh, Grigor is getting old. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So moving on. So I guess uh, I have Medvedev and Federer in the quarters as well. Yep. Um, I have Medvedev getting
0: through that one. I, I have the same thing, yeah. And yeah, I'd yeah. sort of like to preface that by saying, like, I'm picking Medvedev more because of what I think the physical disparity will be than uh, because of like a disparity in their games. Federer is the better yes. grass court player, but I think that the kind of matchup that Medvedev poses to him right now is going to make things too difficult. Federer is going to have to play for a few hours to win unless the matchup turns out to be really favorable. Um, but like Medvedev has taken a set off him uh as far back as 2018, and that was on a quick court, Shanghai, I think. Um, yep. And so, yeah, I think I think Medvedev is going to win that one without too much fuss. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, if, Federer, if
1: if Federer can return really, really well, get the ball really nice and low, and make you know, kind of uses the same tactics that he used against Djokovic on grass, yeah, it could work in his favor, but. Do I see him winning three sets against someone? Yeah, and the return has also
0: been the part of his game that's uh, been stuttering the most since he yeah. came back. So
1: I would say also the serve as the match gets physical. I mean, he's oh yeah,
0: the, yeah. It, like every time he, he misses first. the first serve, I think uh, bells are going to go off.
1: Yeah, and I think especially what Roger doesn't want in this tournament is to have get long drawn matches early in the early rounds. Then I yeah. think it's over. Because then after that, it's, exactly, he, he needs yeah. to win those early. I'd say first three rounds. He needs to win them comfortably yeah. to have any shot in this match.
0: Y- yeah. So, like, can he beat Medvedev? Yes, but like, he has to get there very fresh, and I think he yes. has to play really, really well. And I, I think again, those are two big ifs. So, yeah. yeah. So again, it's not that Medvedev is a better grass court player. I think it's against this version of Federer. I see him winning. Okay. Cool.
1: So moving on, I think after that it's pretty straightforward. Uh, I yeah. would have Djokovic and. Uh, Medvedev facing off in the final. I think Medvedev yep. will take out Zverev. Um, yeah, I think, I think so. you have him taking out Berrettini. Yeah, right. And then I have uh, yeah, um, Djokovic and Shapoval. Straight sets for Djokovic. Yeah. Um, and then I have uh, yeah, uh, Medvedev and Djokovic. I think this will be somewhere in the middle of the two slam finals that Medvedev has played. So he played one where he got absolutely routed in three sets mm-hmm. with a closer first set, but after that it kind of Went away from him quickly, yeah. and then a uh, five set epic with Nadal. I think this one will be four sets and somewhere in the middle. So there'll be some competitive moments, and there'll be maybe some some moments where you think like, oh, maybe Medvedev has a chance, but I think Djokovic will be too strong in the end.
0: I and I, I totally he- agree with that. I was going to say something really similar. I think Djokovic will straight set Opelka medvedev will beat baratini in four and then djokovic will be medvedev in four so i am learning from australia um because the the australia version of owen would have been like oh no medvedev has the game to win like he can totally do it but it's not gonna happen djokovic will be too good
1: yep you live and you learn right and we're both going excellent. both with one with one pick I and mean, you're going with the polka i'm going with chapel so yeah
0: and, and let's hope that medvedev also lives and learns and plays a better major final than he did in australia uh if yeah. he does make this final but yeah, right, I mean, yeah. so so we agree Novak Djokovic to win his 20th major, tie Roger mm-hmm. Federer and Rafael Nadal and set up uh, the U.S. Open for all the marvels, except not really because Djokovic is the GOAT already. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, and then if he gets to 20, then there's going to be all the talk about the Olympics. The, the,
0: golden, the golden, golden Slam or the Calendar Slam, yeah. Yeah,
1: and yeah, it's... Pretty, pretty remarkable if if he were to actually win the first three majors of this of this year. And I know people yeah. are saying like you know his draw is easy and stuff like that. We have to remember that in the last nineteen majors that he's won, seventeen of the last nineteen he's either gone through one of uh, Federer, Nadal, and Murray along the way to win it.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. Like I I would love not and to hear complaints about an easy draw. Like he has won so many difficult majors that this exactly. at this point it's more than earned. Um yeah.
1: And the other two majors that he didn't, where he didn't beat Federer, Nadal, and Murray. He beat Medvedev, who was on a twelve, you know, who beat
0: like twenty match winning streak.
1: Yeah, and twelve of those twenty were against top ten players. So he was taking out every rival, including Djokovic.
0: Yeah. So And he also did that with a massive Avatar, by the way. So
1: Yeah, that too. And then and then I I guess what was the other one that he won without a major without a a victory over uh
0: twenty eighteen US Open would have been where he played Delpo.
1: where he played Delpo and Delpo was three in the world. That was his career high ranking. So there you go. I mean, he beat, he's been a top five player, at least one top five player in every major he's won. So,
0: which, which is amazing. Um, Yes. So, yeah. And honestly, if he wins Wimbledon, I wonder if it might be worth it for him. He won't do this, but I wonder if it would be worth it to pull out of the Olympics and then just go completely after the U S open.
1: Actually, I think Steve link was saying that he, he thinks it might've been, he thinks he has a feeling that if Djokovic wins Wimbledon, he might reconsider his position in the Olympics and just go okay. all out for the calendar year slam, but it depends on what, what happens at Wimbledon. All right. So
0: Instant that's... validation that I'm not crazy. Steve Flink <laughs> agrees no. With me. Yeah. no,
1: no, you're not. And I think, you know, both Federer and Djokovic will have a tough decision to make.
0: Uh, yeah. Especially Federer because, because Federer. Um, his yeah. body may not be able to handle that much of a turnaround, depending on how deep he goes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah that so pretty much that's our ATP the draw side. breakdown and yeah.
1: Yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for the men's and uh hope everyone has a great tournament and hope we don't embarrass ourselves again.
0: Yeah, and now <laughs> onto the double UCA draw, which we are recording right after. And you can yep. listen to that episode soon as well. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah, and uh thank you for joining me joining me, Owen. Um this was this was a blast and we'll be back with WTA now. Yeah, of course.